Welcome to the Doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale, Season 7, Episode 14, Chapter 131, Archie the Musical. After Principal Featherhead agrees to let Kevin present him with an original musical written by him and Clay, Kevin learns the group might not be as into it as he had hoped. Elsewhere, musical rehearsals prompt Archie to question what he wants in life, while Betty and Veronica confront what's going on between them. So it's musical episode. What is the point? I I think the point of this was to give Kevin a fo- a more focused episode, which is fine. Um, <laughs> With six episodes left in the series? Sure. Let's like not give Kevin garbage. Because to be fair, this wasn't garbage for Kevin. And I think it was meant to play out some of the Archie fantasy stuff, which I loved. And, and other than that, it's just, you know, a Riverdale musical, which was fine. Um, I, I think I would have liked if they had done a, an established one or one that had been established already in the fifties, but it, it's all good. It's fine. I'll say it. This was filler. It, it definitely feels like filler, fun filler. Okay. It is fun filler. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, the Heathers is still the best one. It's still the best one. How many of the episodes this entire season have been filler? I mean, uh, well, since a lot, it's hard. <laughs> well, it's been hard to know our, what are we building to? What are we building to? What's the conclusion of the series? And given that we're on episode 14 and we have no idea where we're headed, that's a problem. That means at least half of these 14 episodes have been filler. Yeah. At least half. And also still no Tabitha in sight. This is really bad in terms of the overall picture. Do I care? Would I be fine with this musical if, you know, we were halfway through the season or if we did this somewhere earlier in the series? Yes. But when we're coming this close to the end and we're not actually telling any story with it, that's when I get really annoyed at a musical episode. Here's the thing. If the the point of doing an original musical here should have been to wake up characters. Yeah. That's really what it should have been. And I thought we might have gotten that here in this first song based on a very specific line, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So like any good musical, we start with a welcome to our world song and Archie just is waking up and getting ready for school. KJ does sound great. He really does. This is the best he's ever sounded in this show. So this is fun. He looks across his window to see Betty. Betty starts singing and we find out it's senior year. So like when this first started, I was like, oh, are we jumping ahead? Or no, this is going to, we find out later, it's going to be a fantasy. Just like mm-hmm. Betty's got a long ponytail. We're in a fantasy land here. Uh, we cut over to Veronica getting ready. I liked the uh, the little spin around and all of a sudden she's dressed and she's wearing a very comic book classic purple dress. So that's fun. Jughead is singing in his train car, which we all know all the stuff about Cole being very not interested in musicals, but he does well. But he has a line. It's been four years. I feel like I've done this before. Mm hmm. And I thought once we got to that, like, oh, he said that. I was like, oh, interesting. I thought that would lead to him waking up, but it didn't. Infinite frustration at the number of hints that they continue to drop and refuse to pick up. It's just like we're throwing seeds at nothing at this point. You're not letting them grow and you're not cultivating it at all. He transitions to the cafeteria. A lot of his lines now have to do about food, which I'm fine with. Cheryl and Tony walking down the hallway as the river vixens. Again, it's very cute. Midge is very not pregnant. (laughs) That makes Um, sense. 
And then, you know, we cut to Reggie singing about doing basketball. And then we also get Julian and Fangs as a part of that. And then we get Archie uh, in the jalopy driving Betty and Veronica to school. And then everybody gets out and finishes the number on the front steps. And then we cut to the music room and we figure out, we, we get told that, okay, Kevin is so excited that they're writing this musical. He doesn't want to be boring and do Oklahoma like everybody else. They kind of ask, um, but why are we playing seniors? Because we're juniors. And Kevin's just like, N- it's way more important for the storyline. Uh, Veronica's a little annoyed at still playing a new girl. Um, Julian's annoyed at being a bit player. He's... <laughs> One of them says, know your grocery. Uh, I'm way better than that, which I I like that line. Know your groceries. I would. Okay. It's so stupid, but in the best way. I like it. Is I it? I can't help it. I, don't I can't know. help it. It's cheesy and I like it. But then Jughead's like, yeah, in my opinion, there's no lower, lower form of art than American musical comedy. So I'm out. Which this is great. very funny. I, I love it. Okay, let's get Jughead out as quick as humanly possible. Jughead's out, sort of. Yeah. But then Reggie is like, yeah, I'm also going to leave because I've got the looks for acting, but I'm not much for singing and dancing, which is true for Charles Melton. He tried. He did just fine. He did not embarrass himself. But you can tell this is not his thing. No. <laughs> very, very cute. Um. So, yeah. So they all exit. And then we cut to later. Kevin is talking about the Archie I Want song. And he's explaining what that is. I actually really like that they explain this because at no other point in the show have they. And since they're relying heavily on musical theater knowledge, you got to explain what an I Want song. It's in every single musical you will ever see. I guess it's just that they continue to info dump for no good reason. They don't do it in a way where it's actually, you know, part of the narrative. Here's the thing. He explains it very quickly. Makes complete sense. And also, this is Kevin wanting to make sure everyone knows how knowledgeable he is. It's fine. But this is the gayest song in the world. And they (laughs) play it for that. It's Archie and Julian singing because Julian is going to be the understudy. And I mean, this song is good. It's called Archie's All-American. And it's him talking about what he doesn't know what he wants and so we see them they're like running down the street together and then like one takes off his shirt and the other one takes off the shirt and then they just keep you know running even faster and then they're in the shower and they're just making faces at each other you know they slam one arm the other one slams the other arm against it and then they both clearly make the look down to their crotch area and then all of a sudden Archie's like no okay we gotta stop this and Julian's like, I was really humming, okay? And Archie's just like, this sounds like an I don't know what I want song. And Kevin and Claire are like, okay, tell us more about that. What do you want? What's going on? Who is Archie Andrews? You know, do you want to date Betty or Veronica? Do you really want to be on the basketball team? Do you really want to write poetry? And Archie's like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, maybe I want all of them. And Kevin's like, no, 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 doesn't work here. I want can only be about one thing. Otherwise, it confuses the audience, not to mention it makes you a poorly defined main character. I burst out laughing when he said that. Yeah, no, no, no. That was the references were fun. I enjoyed that. That was that was great because that is the key to Archie is that he doesn't know what he wants. That doesn't make him a poorly defined character. I understand 
wife wore an I want song, that would be complicated. But that's been like the crux of Archie as a character for the entirety of its existence. Well, but also let's be clear. There are times in the series where that has made Archie a very poorly defined character. Uh, it makes him... It's, it makes him hard to like as the hero of our story um, because it's like, grow up, make a choice. And he didn't make any choices. Um, that's okay. And then he got mauled by a bear. And then he got mauled by a bear. And then he joined the army. I think that was the first time he made like a real choice, which was good. So, you know, Archie's like, I, I, how are you going to write a song if I don't know what I'm going to do with my life? And Kevin and Claire are like, we'll figure it out. We'll work on it. So we cut to Kevin and Clay walking out of the music room and they're just like appreciating each other and we find out that things aren't great for kevin at home like stuff has been difficult and so then they sing a little love song about how much they like each other which is very sweet the lighting is a lot it's a lot but it's nice they get a they get a cute moment i'm here for that riverdale we cut directly to pops and the four girls are there and they're singing a song about how adorable Archie is and how he's their, you know, Valentine, essentially. This sequence is adorable because you just get so many layers happening. You get Betty and Veronica making like kind of catty faces at each other. But how dare you sing about the boy that I like, who clearly likes me best. But then you also get Cheryl and Tony singing in the song and we get these pieces of them clearly annoyed to be singing this song which is so fun and then you get archie in the song who is having the time of his life well they're doing the archies it is very much the archies it is so adorable i just need him dance rocking back and forth with a tampering that's it i mean just the way he jumps out of the jalopy is top notch i love cheryl's pink and red saddle shoes i need those in my life it's just so fun it's so cute. So then we cut to the music room and Kevin is like super excited. He thinks this is great. The rest of them, super annoyed. Veronica is like, we're all friends, not frenemies. What does that word even mean? I invented it. <laughs> and I love that in this world, Kevin invented frenemies. Mm-hmm. All time moment there. Betty and Veronica really not, they don't like this. Um, like, why are we fighting over some guy who doesn't have any interest in really any of us? So we need a new song. And Kevin's like, well, we'll work on it. And Veronica's like, no, no, no. I'm going to call one of my friends. I'm thinking Cole Porter, which, of course. I am mad about this, but I will get there. Yeah, okay. And then Tony and Cheryl are like, we were afterthoughts, clearly. And Kevin's like, well, you you did ask for more stage time. It's like, look, write something truthful, not just about me and Tony, but maybe y'all, and and then we'll consider it. Which, like, is not a small ask. Again, Principal Featherhead has to approve this musical. Yeah. Like, it's absurd. Like, no. So we cut to, you know, later we're in the doghouse. Hey! hey! And Kevin is explaining his new version of this I Want song. And Archie's like, sure, Jelly, let's roll. So cheesy. But I can't, I kind of can't help myself. It's so cute. They say it's with such conviction it makes me happy. And so Archie starts singing this song, which is supposed to be about his quest for love. And he's at a movie theater. The Marquis says, you know, we got to decide between Betty and Veronica. And he's, there's a poster for life with Veronica. There's a poster for life with Betty. He goes to the movies. He sees like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, which 
I felt this was giving us very much the classic two two issue comic of Archie marries Betty, Archie marries Veronica, and we get to see like what his life is like with each one of them. So they had a little bit of fun with this. I liked it. Um, but as he's singing the song, he's thinking, well, it's not really about them. It's really about like, do I want to go with basketball or writing? So we get to a retro- record scratch and we're back in the music room and Archie's just like, I, I got to step away from my mental health, <laughs> which is a valid feeling. However, in 1955, they would not say that. Also, Kevin just looking like, really? <laughs> really, Archie? Kevin is so annoyed and Clay is just being very even keeled and is like, good luck. I hope you make the right decision about whatever it is you decide. <laughs> I sh- I appreciate Kevin here because, yes, one should respect that decision. But also, what did Kevin write that was so off-putting for Archie? Well, he's confronting that he needs to make a choice. And he's not concerned about the girl choice. He's concerned about, like, basketball versus poetry. Like, Uh, he's got to make a choice. Poor, poor Kevin. (laughs) Poor Kevin. Uh, We cut over to the Pembroke. Betty and Veronica are talking. And Cole Porter has has agreed to write a song for them okay because mm-hmm, sure that's gonna happen uh veronica admits to betty that she kissed archie and betty asks you know do you like them she goes yes i do but i like you more and i feel closer to you than anyone else and betty's like you know i've i've known archie my entire life but i feel the same way so maybe this is the universe telling us to swear off archie and focus on our friendship what are Which, they doing exactly it's kind of like okay i if if they hadn't ma- muddied the waters with the girls kissing, which, okay, it's a callback to their queer baiting kiss in season one, fine. But, like, now they're going to make a thing of it. It's just, like, really? Why? Like, what's the point? Uh-huh. Like, what's the actual point? Like, if you're using it to be, like, who gives a shit about a stupid boy who clearly can't make up his mind? Let's become really good friends. Cool. But it's just, like, uh no, no, no. They're definitely, they're definitely playing that bait trap. Like, I'm, I'm totally here for an alternate universe where Betty and Veronica are boning. Fine, but let's establish that from the start. Let's not shoehorn it into this show. It's unnecessary. Well, it's RAS. It's on. It's on point for RAS. Uh, we go over to the sheriff's office, and Kevin is having dinner with his dad, and we see a cot in his office, and we. We kind of like get the hint, like, this is what's going on. This is where Tom is staying. Kevin wants his parents to be okay. And he's like, you know, come on, let's let's just go to dinner. And Tom's just like, there's way more to it than you understand. And you just need to stick to your singing and dancing. Sure. Sure. That's how you deal with a situation like this. Well, this is by 50s standards, so. Just tuck it away. Just tuck it away. We go back to the music room, because this is where we live this episode. And Kevin and Clay have written a song for the four of them. And so we've got Cheryl, Tony, Kevin, and Clay all singing. It's a really nice song. Mm. Um, And they all love it. But the girls are sad when Kevin tells them, like, it's not going to be in the musical. And they're like, what? And he's like, this is Riverdale. It's too provincial. And I've got to deliver something that's mainstream and commercial. And the girls are like, that's fine. Write us out. I... (laughs) Two things about this scene. The first being that overall, they're all so ridiculously unreasonable. They're like, well, we can't be who we are. And Kevin's like, 
Nada, do you know what's going on? Like, wasn't it like two? Um, maybe it was last episode. I can't remember where they all agreed that they were going to pretend to be dating each other to avoid their red scare. Yes. So, and they were going to do that till graduation. Okay, fine. But like, what they should have done here is they should have been like, "Hey, we're going to give this song to y'all," but you know, Clay and Tony are going to sing it, and. They could be like, why? It's like, well, we want to keep the song in. It's a great song, but we we can't sing it for us. And like, they can be disappointed by that, but also be like, yeah, but you wrote it for us. Like, they should have done it the opposite way. Like, they kind of snuck the song in, but the way they cast it kept it from being about their queer relationships. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's when we get into they they literally say like it's a queer interrate like tony says the fucking words and i'm going what the fuck are we doing it's just like no well it, clearly they wrote this musical mm-hmm. and then they wrote the rest of the episodes and didn't think about how they slapped it in no so arius had written a musical for archie before any of this before the show that is Riverdale. And so his writing partner for that came on and wrote songs for this. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we only do failed musicals on this show. It's so goddamn lazy. It's, well, it's not lazy. I mean, I don't think it's lazy. But I think it would have been better served if we had done, um, like, honestly, I think Grease would have been a better musical for this. It would have fit perfectly. And I would have loved the conceit that Kevin was writing it. That's how they should have done it. Because it would have worked perfectly. You got the pregnancy scare. Okay, Midge is knocked up. Let's do something with that. Grease lightning. Okay, all these dudes. They got the basketball team. Sing Grease lightning. Go for it. It, it, Summer loving. Everyone's fucking horny. Go for it. Like, it would have been so easy. I'm... (sighs) Grease, Grease was the way to go. Grease is the word, man. There's a lot of choices they could have made. They could have just done different songs from different musicals. I would have been okay with that, too. And I don't hate a lot of the songs, but I hate the way they are being shoehorned into something that does not fit the point of the story. That's the problem. It doesn't serve everything else we've been doing this season with these people. <sighs> um, We go over to Pops, and Archie's there with Jughead, and he can't decide on his food. Do you want a grilled cheese, soup, or salad? I I don't know. Jughead's just like, we'll get both. <laughs> Bob's just staring at him like, what the hell is wrong with this? He's like, your boy? life is not that complicated, dude. No, it's not. And, and so Archie just kind of explodes at Jughead about what he's going on. And Jughead's like, man, you're cutting a rug on what Camus would call an existential crisis. What now? <laughs> I was like, it's not about having to decide between basketball or poetry, artist or athlete, Betty or Veronica. It's about having to make a choice, any choice right now, today, that it could affect the rest of your life. And that's scary, especially for a cube like you. <laughs> Which is true. That, again, is the cry. It's like, you don't have a problem making a decision. It's that you are freaked out about having to decide anything. And, you know, that's fair. You know, you like... Like his dad said in season one, you're going to start making decisions that you're going to have to back up. I just love that he called him a square times a square. Yes, a cube. You're a cube. <laughs> love it. Peak nerd. I'm here for that. It's true, though. 
So then we get like a little interlude of him, you know, making a choice and he's good to go. And then Pops brings the food and he goes, I I only wanted the grilled cheese. Can you make it to go? I got to have a conversation with my uncle that can't wait. And then Jughead's like, I will take the soup and salad. Which I love. Especially, especially after Pops is like, so you made me make this food. <laughs> yep. Uh, so then we cut to the Andrew's house and Archie just tells Frank he doesn't want to do basketball. Frank is not pleased. Uh, he's like, you're going to regret this. And Archie's like, you know, that may be. Uh, but if I don't follow my heart, I'm worried I might regret that more. So I've made my choice. Which, you know, good for Archie. He made a choice. Good for Archie. Frank makes a face after this initial part where you see Frank have this face of, I respect his decision. However, this is fucking everything up. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. No. Again, it points me to like, okay, what the hell is going on? (laughs) It's like he's too intense in that moment. There's... They're all a little too on point with these feelings. And again, it makes me go, this isn't how they normally are. But also, nothing's consistent. Well, that's Riverdale. We cut on over to Kevin and Clay waking up after an evening together to Kevin's mom knocking on the door. Kevin's mom? She exists. She's not in Beirut anymore. (laughs) Y'all. Um, so y'all if, if you forgot kevin's mom was stationed is is a service member who was stationed in beirut in lebanon and so like that's why we've never seen her which fine like i we've we've really enjoyed the kevin tom relationship so that's okay this is the first time we're seeing her and this, this woman has been a bit player and a ton of stuff so like she's not like a super secret like fun connection person but she's there to say, hey, we're going to go have dinner with your dad tonight. And Kevin's super excited. And you just know what's going to happen with this. <laughs> yeah. You just, if you've watched TV for any amount of time, you know what this conversation is going to be. Your parents have not been in the same house for the last few weeks. And now you're going to go have a super special dinner together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's really only two options here. <laughs> we cut back to the music room and Cole Porter wrote a song. Okay. Mm-hmm. How in the hell are you going to drop a Cole Porter reference mm-hmm. and not write a fucking Cole Porter song? I know, right? This is a modern musical song, and it's pretty good, but why the fuck did they drop Cole Porter's name? Mm-hmm. I'm angry. Yeah. I'm not that angry. I'm not as angry as I usually am, but this is one of the, one of the most egregious name drops they've ever done, because mm-hmm. I'm like, Cole Porter has a prolific style and you could have done a ballad with these two in a Cole Porter style mm-hmm. and it would have been amazing. It would have been really good. <sighs> yeah. I just, it was, it was immediate. I was like, Oh no. So yeah. So they sing this song, which is very blech, Um, But as it, we kind of go through the girls starting as being like competitors. I you know they're both running for class president. And then like by the end, like they've, They've decided to be co-presidents together. And in their, like, imagination, they kiss. And then in the real world, like, they're facing each other. It's just very intense. And, like, Kevin and Claire are like, what is happening? Again, it's kind of woken us up. It's clearly been, like, a cosmic shift. And Kevin's like, I don't know what to say, but I completely felt the pain of your isolation, your your desperate need to be seen, which both of them are like, okay. 
I'm shaking my fists wildly while sitting in my chair because it's just like everything you're saying points to what's actually going on with these people. Yeah. Uh, we go over to the doghouse. Hey. Hey. And Betty and Veronica are like, okay, what happened? And they're like, yeah, that felt primal. Um, and Veronica's like, all this time I've been thinking we're going to climb Mount Archibald when in fact maybe there are more emotionally complex mountains to climb. Oh my god. Which again, if this had been established seasons ago, fine. But this is not the time. Though I do like the <laughs> like the climb Mount Archibald. Great. And then Archie runs in and he's like, hey, I've been looking for y'all. I'm really fond of you. Fond? <laughs> but I've decided I'm going to take a little me time and not kiss anyone. Or at least I'm going to try not to. Later, gators. It is like a drive-by slap in the face. Yet these girls don't really care. They've decided we're going to bone. We're not going to worry about you, dude. This is the biggest doofus moment of Archie ever. I do love it, though, because it is hilarious. And KJ delivers it perfectly. I, I'm going to say that if they do the thing they typically do, which is go full acceleration in like the last three episodes and reveal that this is all some sort of weird simulated thing that that cosmic exchange they will both realize was like, oh, no, we're not in love with each other. We're remembering who the fuck we are. Sure. And so I do see a world in which it's not meaning that and they're playing with it as a joke, which if that's what it winds up being, okay, you got us. Yeah. Kind of funny. Sure. In the moment, it's very annoying. It's super annoying. We go over to Pops. The Kellers are getting divorced. The papers have been signed. <sighs> like, that's it. Kevin can't catch a break, man. No, it sucks to be Kevin. Always. Par for the series. <laughs> we cut to a classroom the next day. Julian is playing Archie. Clay is playing Jughead. And we're seeing the like, hey, we're getting so excited because it's about to be prom night. And they're singing and dancing. It's very meta. And then we find, come to find out that they're all singing for Principal Featherhead, who's like really into it. So they finish and they and he asked for Kevin to come to his office. They go to his office and he's like, oh, we're not doing your musical. We're going to do Oklahoma because we know they'll sell out all three performances. I mean, I mean, people come to see fucking Oklahoma. It's the way he talks about it, though. Like yeah. they're running a fucking local theater. Well, it's like it's a high school. True. Calm down with this shit. Here's the thing. I know I know this because I, we dealt with this very specifically in my high school is that a lot of schools depend on the ticket sales bringing in money. They've got to recoup their cost. They can't run a deficit. Otherwise, they're fucked. We happen to be in an area that is very like pro the arts. But, you know. Not a lot of high schools make a lot of money. I happen to be in a theater department that we could spend 25 G's on a production because we would make more than 25 G's. Um, but we had to make sure we were doing a show that we could do for everybody. And that was an argument we actually had in, in college. It's like, no one comes to see our shows. I was like, yeah, because we do weird shit that nobody wants to see. Yeah, I it's and that's fine. It's just the way it's 1955. And Principal Featherhead is talking like he's running a theater in 2015. That issue hasn't changed. And it yeah, wasn't different back then. It really it really wasn't. Like, I don't think that's that weird. I find it weird that he let Kevin write a musical where you know he had no intention of doing it. Unless it was to just 
crush his soul just that little bit more. I mean, I would believe that. It's like, just let him think he has an opportunity and he'll tire himself out. Valid. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. So Kevin goes back to the music room and everyone's just like, oh, you know, they're they're like excited to hear about what's going to happen. He goes, well, we're going to do Oklahoma. So I hope enjoy singing about wheat. And then everyone's like, oh, we're so sorry, Kev. And he loses it. He's like, are you sorry? Because you all nitpicked every song that we wrote and you questioned our vision. You know, if you actually supported me a little bit, we might have pulled it off. But you didn't. So bye. So he like runs away. He's pissed. And they're all like, what the fuck? And Clay's just like, so he's going to tell you after this. Um, His parents are getting divorced. So, yeah. yeah. And they all are like, Oh, man. (laughs) Also, they did deserve the rest of it from Kevin. (laughs) They did. They did deserve to get yelled at by Kevin. Because it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. If y'all had actually let me do what I was planning on doing, we might have actually been able to do the show. Yeah. So we go to the Keller home and Kevin's mom. She's just been like, I'm so sorry this is all happening at once. And Kevin's like, is it my fault? Like the fighting started when me and Betty called it quits. Um, which, you know, like, this is fine. Yeah, it's a normal kid thing to do. Um, Especially since, like, we know his dad has suspicions about him being gay, but we don't know how his mom plays into it. And if you remember, his mom, some of the comments she had made about him were part of the reason why he was really insecure about himself and would go cruising. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is really good to see that she's just like, absolutely not. It has nothing to do with you. I love you unconditionally. Sweet. Twist! Twist! Unexpected! Well, also unexpected that we fucking saw Kevin's mom. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the part that's the most unexpected. We cut to the next day in the music room, and Kevin's, like, playing something, and Archie comes in, and he's just like, I just, I'm sorry about what happened with the musical, but thank you so much for helping me. And he's like, how could I help you? I was like, you helped me make a big decision. Like, you forced me to confront that. And so like, hey, what are you, what are you playing? So they start singing together. And uh, as they start singing, we see like Kevin seeing his dad like officially moving out and they hug. And then like the rest of the friends come into the music room and they're all singing this song. And it's very sweet. And at the end, they all hug Kevin and like Kevin's definitely crying. It's very sweet. Yeah. There's also some lines here. Mm-hmm. Like... Home never felt so far away. Mm-hmm. Friends forever never say goodbye. Yeah. Again, it continues to point down that road and pointing towards that stuff. But also, like, it can yeah. just be that it's the last song. It's not the song that saved our world, but it's the song whose melody, it keeps you in my heart. It brings me back to you. This is our song. Which is very sweet. It is very like, let's put a bow on it. End of Riverdale. Like, we know like some of them were getting emotional doing that scene. Of course. Coming up like this is the last time we're going to do this type of thing. Very sweet. Fine. Appropriately emotional and cute. Riverdale. And then nothing. Then nothing. That's all there is. Yeah. Though I will say, um, as of when this aired... Uh, it was just announced that Casey Cott will be taking over the role of Christian in Moulin Rouge in Broadway, which I'm like, finally, he gets to do a good musical and he gets to be an adult. <laughs> well, good for him. But yes. in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, we had to deal with this bullshit. I just we have five episodes. Like, what is this shit going to be? <laughs> like, What is this nonsense? I don't care so much 
of the fact of wanting to do the musical episode. Mm-hmm. But it's like they just refuse to make it a part of the actual series that they're fucking doing right this second when it's about to be over. Mm-hmm. Infuriating. Let's just go watch the next time on. Good. Okay, we're gonna have a pageant. I'm actually really surprised it's taking this long for us to have a pageant on this show. Uh, I mean, back in the day, who in the hell would actually be in the pageant? I think is the bigger issue. Oh, it wouldn't have been a scholarship thing. Well, we did the we did the academic decathlon thing. Yeah, eh, well. Ethel has to be allowed. She has to be allowed. Um, and then there's also a like the last episodes are coming, which is like intercut with like old clips from the show. But like, there's a couple that are new, like Alice slapping Betty, which sounds about right. I don't know, man. <sighs> Tell me that we're gonna start unraveling this stupid onion. I hope so. We yeah, I, uh, we, it's six episodes. I keep forgetting where we're at, but yeah, we have six more episodes. Otherwise, I'm gonna take that onion, shove it out in the backyard, and let it rot. Okay. I'm not happy with them. I'm just not happy with them. Okay. Until next time. Hashtag Go Bulldogs. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.